Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. On today's show, um, I always say we have a special guest, but everyone that we have on the show is special. But uh, I met today's guest, uh, I'm going to say it's been a couple years at least, um, when she Mm -hmm. did her tour in Toronto. So she's an international media personality, an eight-time award-winning spiritual journalist, a social media influencer. Please welcome Madison J. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's been like two two years now, two, three years. It's going yeah. on two years. That's crazy. I was going to say that. I was like, I'm, I'm thinking in my head as I was saying, I was like, yeah, it's been a couple of years. It has. And I'm just so grateful to know someone like you because you're so inspiring and just so inspirational and just watching. And that's why I love social media, because just watching everything you're doing and watching your growth through Thank those three you. years. I just want to start by saying I am so proud of you, my purple sister. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you honestly we we've both come a long way um in two years for sure Definitely. so uh, i like to start the show by asking this quick question because i mean we all have so many titles and hats that we wear as women but our name the title that we use every single day has a significance do you know what mm-hmm. your name means uh madison J. Like Madison, yeah. Do you know the meaning oh, of Madison? I I don't know the meaning of Madison, but it's actually a name that I selected. So if you know it, I would love to know. Hmm. Okay. Well, let me see. I'm going to look that up right now. Madison is a surname of English origin, which has become a popular given name in the U.S., meaning son of Matthew. You know, I love Maddie because Maddie is uh, one of my other personalities. Um, that's actually the name I gave my inner child. That's another story for another day. But yeah, so Maddie, that's pretty cool. I like the uh, the luxury of uh, the name Madison. It actually started out as my Starbucks name. So just a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean by Starbucks name. Mine used mm-hmm. to be Michelle because to get them uh, to spell Bikini was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Maddie and uh, Maddie and Michelle. Yeah, oh, it sounds like a TV series. Hey. <laughs> the, this is the the Madison uh, meaning from the Bible is derived from Matthew, gift of God, or strong fighter. I yeah. would say that 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 is very suiting. Okay, that is very suiting. I like okay. that. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, I guess I'd like to start with: um, Did you always want to be a journalist? Um, I think that's a great question. Um, now, on this pursuit of purpose, um, I like to say we can always connect the dots looking back and not forward. And always wanting to be technically a journalist, I would say no, because I did not know, I wasn't aware of the terminology of what journalism entails. Mm-hmm. However, if I look back at my lifeline um, in this lifetime, like when I started out, when I've always been extremely nurturing since I was a child. Um, like I have a twin sister and when we were kids and she, she, she has a temper, she knows this, but she has a temper. And what she would do is she would rip off the, the heads of her dolls, her oh, stuffed wow. animals. And then she's also very sensitive. So she would cry after she did that. And knowing me, I just felt so bad. And this is actually how I got into sewing. But, um, 
I, I would, what I would do is I would cut out paper hearts and then I will put them inside of her stuffed animal. And then I would sew the head of the stuffed animal back on. And I would Aww. tell her, I'll be like, you see, you only took the head off so that I could give it a heart. And what I realized looking back is that is actually alchemy. So I've been an alchemist uh, for a very long time, and that's turning a negative into a positive. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always been very nurturing, and I've always been very inquisitive. And I've also been uh, a vegan, excuse me, vegetarian since I was in eighth grade. I'm now vegan. Mm -hmm. But I remember in eighth grade, uh, we were dissecting cow's eyes in science lab, and I was actually asking my professor I was like Dr. Smalls like where did this come from and it got to the point where I was asking him so many questions when he would respond but it got to the point where he was just like I don't know I don't know (laughs) and so I got so heavy into the research and I've also I, I just become obsessed when I'm looking into something and I'm very passionate about it I've always been very vocal um I knew my first love was actually art where I draw and mm. so I always thought I was going to go to school to be an art teacher. And now what I realize is I'm just the creative. And it's kind of like what you said earlier about us wearing many hats. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm here to create and the spirituality is the underlining. So when I say no, it's technically because I didn't know the terminology of it. But when I look back, our purpose is embedded in us since we come into this realm. So right. my purpose has always been there. I've always been very talkative. I've always, you know had these um these these interesting questions especially for a little girl like these interesting <laughs> questions my grandmother actually had a song where we like you talk too much you worry me to death and she would just sing it every time I would go on and on and on kind of like what I'm doing right now and I've always been very nurturing and I've always been very you know connected spiritually and I always had like dreams and and visions and it used to scare me and it would frighten me and I ran from it for so long so I want to say Yes, it's always been there, but was I aware, always aware? No, it took me some time to unveil it. And I believe, you know, this is for everyone. You, right. as you go through this journey of life, you unveil your divine purpose. And it starts with doing what you do organically. And then you find yourself. And then you right. find what you're here to do. Right, right. Okay, so, you know, <laughs> at the beginning of the call, you talked about, um, you know, our, our growth and how mm-hmm. we, we've grown over the last two years. So in 2006... You were mm-hmm. featured in, um, was it the Source magazine? Uh, there was an article called um, On the Rise, Me- Media's Rising Queen, Madison J. So, yes. you know, you've, you've created this space for yourself in the media. Uh, mm-hmm. Walk us through, you know, your path of how, how you got to where you are now in media. You know, you just saying that to me, it's like, it, it brings a smile to my face because <laughs> when you work, so hard it's that tunnel vision and you just don't even take a second to just like acknowledge anything because while you're doing one thing you're jumping into the next and it's like I got to keep going I got to keep going so thank mm-hmm. you for letting me relive that moment that I haven't <laughs> even taken in you're welcome. two years later um so I started in media again it's always been inside of me but really getting my feet wet into the entertainment business I would say happened in maybe 2013 Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been in entertainment as far as like my aunt, she's a, a hip hop legend. Um, and so I've always been, you know, semi in the business. But when I came into the business is kind of why, you know, I did, you know, go with Madison J and changing my name. Um, I didn't want anyone to refer to me as someone's niece. I wanted it for myself. So when I first got into the business, um, I knew I was passionate about doing interviews. I remember being in college and I sat on, and I took a class for uh, radio broadcasting and when I sat in the on-air chair for the first time, something shifted. 
And it was like, it went through my entire, it was like a a vibration that went through my entire body. And I remember my my professor actually caught a picture of that moment because she was taking pictures of everyone in the chair. And I'm so grateful for that now. Mm -hmm. But I remember saying, oh my God, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. It was, it was this, 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 such this fulfilling moment. And they were like, I just started crying. And I just, I knew that that was a part, I knew I had unlocked the first veil of what I was sent here to do. And mm-hmm. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. But mm-hmm. um, I knew that. And so then, you know, I had a, a, a show at in my college radio station called Talk That Talk. And it was named after Rihanna's song. And so that's just to give you a timeline. <laughs> and uh, it was named after Rihanna's song. And I remember um, I I was doing the interviews and I would have like my aunt called in and I would have like, you know, like a lot of celebrities. Because, you know, I know people in the business. They would call into my show or come in and it got really popular. And so I was the type to like, no one was listening to college radio. So I would just like slide flyers into the doors of people's dorms, like, look at, listen to this. And so it started to really pick up. And then from there, um, an internet radio show, uh, they got a hold of me when I was still in college. And, you know, I started, uh, no, let me backtrack a little bit. So then my DJ quit on me, my engineer for the show. He quit last second and I had a really awful show. And so that's when I decided to get into engineering. And I learned how to engineer my own show because I was like, this will never happen to me again. And from mm-hmm. that day forward, it never did. So I learned how to engineer my own shows. And that's when the, the station got a hold of me. When the station got a hold of me, um, it quickly just evolved. Like I started doing bookings and getting my own celebrity guests to come out. My first celebrity guest was Eric Williams. Uh, he came all the way from upstate New York, a retired NBA player. And this is when basketball wise was really hot. So he was like mm-hmm. a really hot commodity. So it meant a lot to me that he would come. And from there, it just started, you know, Jersey Licious was big then. And uh, uh, who else is, you know, just these celebrities, Tyson Beckford, I got into booking and I would just have them call in my show, which then, you know, there was a lot of commotion. And so I ended up going to another station where I pioneered my own, my first show. And that's when I got into the legal side of things where gym bosses came about. And then with gym bosses, you know, I had my guest co-host and then we picked up and then Love Majeski from Mobwise became a co-host and we moved to Brooklyn and it got so big. And then after that, I remember uh, the first act of my manifestation, I turned to one of my co-hosts and I said, Maria, by this time next year, we're going to be at Sirius XM. And I was like, I feel it. I feel it in every vibration of my being. This time next year, you will see me at Sirius XM. Now I said, we will be at Sirius XM to be exact. And she believed me. And Maria ended up moving to Georgia. And so we ended up canceling gym bosses for a while. And then I remember, yeah, you know, we were both on our our journey. She ended up moving back, but that's later on in the story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we, uh, she moved to Georgia. And it was really sad. So we ended gym bosses and I took like a little hiatus break just to like regroup. And I remember one of my friends, uh, Alicia Gooding, shout out to her because she just got a show on BET, uh, Brooklyn nice. Hustle. So I'm very proud of her. Um, so she, and she randomly hit me up one day because we went to college together and we got cool because I used to, she started, she started PR before I got my big break in media. And so I would sign her into class while she would have to go do her things. And we just got close off of that. Like, mm-hmm. and, we, and we've been like really best friends ever since. She's one of my really good friends in the entertainment business. And so um, she randomly hit me up and she was like, hey, I'm doing a podcast. This was before podcasting was a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was still thinking of internet radio. That was the big thing back then. That, that, is, what, that is the father of uh, podcasting is internet radio. I want to make <laughs> sure I put that out there. And so um, while all of this is happening, while I was still in college, um, 
wait, yeah. I'll, let me get back to let me get to this part, and then I'll get back to the story. I started to pitch myself to different uh, radio stations to be at, and so then Lenny Green from The Quiet Storm, um, he gave me my first big uh, break. I started doing digital marketing for him for WBLS which is the top, uh, he has the number one nighttime show in New York radio, which is syndicated um, throughout the country and also in a few uh, places in the Caribbean. So Hot 97, uh, WBLS and Hot 97 are the same companies. So I started, while I'm doing all of this stuff for myself, like covering these carpets, interviewing these celebrities, having my own show, I picked up, and this goes to you saying the thing about the mini hats, I started doing digital marketing for uh, Lenny Green on The Quiet Storm, which then turned into, uh, you know, this whole huge thing for four years. But then to backtrack uh, to the story I was saying about Maria, um, she left. So within Alicia called me, she was like, I'm doing this podcast. Can you come up to Sirius XM with me to co-host? And mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, sure. She was like, yeah, you have a voice. Da, 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 da. Let's do this podcast. So I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. So we went up to Sirius XM. And I remember um, my season one producer, Jameson, um, he we I, that was that was the first time I met him in this uh, this realm I want to say and so uh, we were all sitting there and we we're like okay let's go record so we started recording and then she was calling me Madison the entire time and then she goes yeah because you're Madison J like jokingly during the interview and so Jameson busts through the studio doors he's like wait a second you're <laughs> Madison J and I was like yeah like it was kind of weird <laughs> so I was like yeah he's like we follow each other on Instagram I'm like shut up no we don't he's like I'm so serious like we follow each other on Instagram and like we I looked and we were following each other on Instagram he was like yo I just DM'd you I wanted you to do a podcast up here and I'm gonna produce the whole thing so everyone just and it's divine synchronicity because how the hell were we following each other I don't know to this day (laughs) I do not know how me and Jameson season my season one producer started following each other on Instagram and I'm pretty sure he doesn't know either. And so um, that's when the birth of the Madison J show happened. Never Mm -hmm. told that story before, but that was the birth of the Madison J show season one. And then with season one, you know, because of my celebrity relationships, I interviewed everyone from Taj Maori, Nicki Minaj's mom came through, uh, Lisa Ray, uh, just to name a few people. I interviewed a lot of people uh, at Sirius XM and, um, it was just a podcast. It, well, not just a podcast, but it really, I started to do these interviews with different actors and different celebrities. And it was just interviews. It wasn't connecting to my audience. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't know what's going on or what's wrong. So I ended up taking um, a season one. It, went, it, was, it did well, but I took a hiatus from podcasting. And that's actually when I decided to do my tour. Um, so I did my tour and I was like, you know, what? I've, I've gotten viral. I want to show people how to do this. Well, you know, I really figure out because that's when I started to realize that journalism was a responsibility. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just, and the interviews were great. You know, I interviewed a uh, Marsha Ambrosia, Estelle, Batman Scoop, uh, Angela Yee, um, Michelle Williams, you know, I interviewed a lot of people, but then when God was blessing me with all of this, it started to frighten me. And I was like, this is a responsibility. I don't want to just put out hoopla. Right. And um, that actually came from learning that one of the guests that was on my show was actually lying about her identity and saying um, she was kin to someone extremely famous. And I didn't like it. And it, it was like she had did interviews on E! And, and, and I just didn't like it. So I was like, I'm going to regroup. I'm going to regroup. Mm-hmm. Great interview, by the way. It was a great interview. Great interview of substance. But it just made me realize the responsibility. Right. So I took a hiatus. And when I took that hiatus, I did my tour 
And I remember um, when I planned the tour, and mind you, all of this is going on, I, I ended up having to leave school three credits short from getting my second degree because my career just obviously started to like really take off. And I'm like, okay, you can stay in school to get this degree or you can go live with people who are in school for. Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up doing that. And while I was doing, I remember planning the tour and the bug of doing a tour was inside of me for a very long time. And uh, I remember telling my two business partners, I was like, we're going to do a tour and it's going to be international. My tour is actually how I got my passport. And so oh, they were wow. like, okay, where are we going to go? And I was like, we're going to go to Canada. And so my two partners looked at me and they were like, who do you know in Canada? And I said, no one. And at that point, we knew absolutely no one in Canada. Wow. We, none of us knew anyone. I said, but this is going to happen and it's going to sell out. And you can testify to this. To, to, Toronto was, it was yeah, lit. Yeah. It, it, it was definitely lit. Yeah. And um, we manifested that. But I say all of this to say along the route, you know, and I remember sitting down with season one, season one producer, we, um, while I would interview the celebrities, I would have a spirituality section on my podcast. And we were always in the show with spirituality. And I would just, I always felt crazy because I would have, I have visions and regressions and I'm into healing. And, you know, it, it was just all these crazy things that kept happening to me. But anytime I would work with someone, it would always be a spiritual underline, like when I worked with Oprah or when I worked with Beyonce or um, finding out things about Prince or when I met Tito Jackson and he came in and we started talking about tiger's eye crystals and different things of that nature. So it was always, um, it was always different uh, spiritual undertones to every single thing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, I started to like really connect the dots. And I remember in Vogue, I came up to WVLS one day and she had like crystals on her wrist. And we just started talking about that. And then like different healing things. Like it, it just, it just turned into this big, this huge thing of uh, spirituality. And I would just talk to Jameson about it. And I'm like, okay, am I crazy? Like I'm having visions. And every time I would have a vision or I would have a dream, I would tell one of my friends about it. And they'll be like, yo, you have to do a spirituality segment. You're so connected. And this is not a lane that's out here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but I was so nervous because no one, like they said, there's no lane out there like that. And it's very easy for someone to say, oh, you're just freaking crazy. <laughs> and so it started out with this very small section. And then I remember when I geared up to do season two of my podcast, because um, season one, it connected, but it didn't connect the way we wanted it to connect. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do very small. I'm not, not small, but I'm going to do very, uh, I'm going to scatter like maybe two or three celebrity interviews this season, but everything else is going to be about spirituality. And everybody's like, what, why would you do that? I'm like, everyone can do it. Let's take a picture with a celebrity or, but I want to get the spiritual essence. I want, I want to introduce people to my tribe. I want to talk about my healing journey. I want to talk about my alchemy. These are the things that I talk about organically. Mm-hmm. And so I did season two um, and shout out to Swiss Beats. He, uh, he was my third episode interview. And even my interview with Swiss, it was because I literally had a spirit, his faith. I was reading um, one of Russell Simmons' book, and I can't remember which one. I was reading his book on meditation. It was hanging out my bag. And I remember his publicist was trying to, like, reschedule because he was um, on a go after a video shoot. And I had sat there all day um, to do the interview with him. But then, you know, she was trying to reschedule respectfully. And um, Swiss, I guess he got a hold. He saw my book hanging out my bag. And he was like, you know what? No, we're going to do this right now. He's like, and I want you to know that I'm only doing this interview with you because you have my favorite book by Russell Simmons in your bag. Oh, and wow. I actually talked about that in the interview with um, the source. And so that, that, that went viral. I think we got about like 20,000 people on that one within like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so through season two, where I started talking more about like the spiritual side of me, um, I reached 1.5 million people in six months. And from that, 
you know, now I have about 57 bloggers worldwide for my website by the grace of God, because it's not me. I'm just a vessel and I'm, I just want to live it. Mm -hmm. Um, but all of this is because I just started connecting to a higher source and a higher power. And I think that that kind of like sums up my, my journey within itself. Um, of how I got started in media. I know that was a lot. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's a powerful story. Wow. I tried to keep it short. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> you, you've worked with a lot of celebrities, and I know that the media, um, I'm going to say, can distort a lot of um, how people actually are. Have you ever worked with anyone in person that is nothing like they are portrayed in the media? Um, you don't have to say anything. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, uh, positive, positive, uh, things like if someone, well, not necessarily, it's not necessarily negative, but, um, let's see, that's nothing like they're portrayed in the media. I, I'll say this, everyone high up are very humble and they have extremely big hearts and they're usually shy. Okay. They're usually shy and very reserved. I will say that much. Um, yeah, very, very, and what, what I've learned is the people who are more, where I've caught in like the attitudes or the, 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 the I'm the better than you type of energy are mm-hmm. usually from like the D-list celebrities, but anyone A-list that I've been around, extremely humble, and they're all very spiritually connected. I have yet I to that. work with or meet someone who, like when I, when I shook Oprah's hand, and I remember I literally went home and I put my hand in plastic and I had my hand in the air when I got home. I was like, no one touched this hand for 24 hours. I'm letting the Oprah marinate, okay? Do not touch me. And um, no, awesome. I'm so, yeah. So um, I remember I got to ask her one question because I did a press coverage for the Life You Want tour and I got to go backstage and I got to meet her. And I was like, okay, and this was before I knew who Iana Van Zant was because, and I, you know, I'm happy it happened that way because if I'd have known who she was at the time, I'd have probably melted like putty because I love her so much. <laughs> Um, but I asked Oprah, I said, how did you get out of poverty? Um, what advice would you get for making money? And she looked at me while we're shaking hands. Cause I didn't have like a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, uh, Oh honey, that's easy. Stop worrying about money. And then she shook her finger while we're still shaking hands. She shook her other finger at me. I'll never forget this. Of course not. Um, and she said, you, you keep doing what you're doing. Mm. And she just, when she looked at me while shaking her finger, it was just like this moment of clarity in her eyes that made me believe in myself on another level. And I just felt, I mean, come on, I went home and let the Oprah marinate. With my hand <laughs> there. And um, from that moment, I just believed in, and, and, I, and I've taken that from so many people um, that I've worked with. Each one of them have inspired me in one way. So right. I will say the higher up people are, people usually depict them as, and of course they're, they're, uh, they're very uh, stern, but you, in that lifestyle, you kind of have to be because of, the uh you know it can be dangerous you know yes yeah so they're very about their business but what i've learned is they have the purest they have some pure hearts like beyonce is very humble uh rihanna's a sweetie sweetie patootie mm-hmm. um i've worked with some extremely amazing spirits i will say that like a uh, very strong spirits and i go off of energy so i know when something usually like the 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 midway through celebrities are the ones who are who have the funny energy but the ones extremely high up i've learned that they're very grateful and they're very humble, and they're very spiritually connected in one way or another. I love that. I love that. So, you know, do you have any affirmations that you use um, regularly? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Grounded. Mm-hmm. Affirmations. I tell people all the time, like when I'm helping, and again, it's by the grace of God, I, I just, you know, I'm grateful to uh, 
live it. I now have like a spiritual clients worldwide. I just, uh, I have clients in Dubai and London and Africa. It's the grace of God. I'm grateful for it. Um, but one thing I tell them all the time for anyone out there, um, my personal affirmations, uh, are my personal affirmations, but I would rather give affirmations that will help people find their unique affirmations. Mm-hmm. So what I tell people to do is any affirmation started with I am and yep. then pick a number. The first one that read, and if you're listening to this, hold on, I'm gonna speak to the people real quick. If you're listening to this, pick a number <laughs> one through six, the first number that registers to you, do not think about it. Write down I am one through, like, let's say your number is four, one through four, write down I am. And I am worthy. I am whatever you feel. Make it a unique message for yourself. So my personal affirmations always start with I am. Because the power of I am will manifest anything quickly into your life. Like yes. I, I, I am. And the most powerful affirmation that I, that I say is I am that I am. Because if mm. you are, if you say I am that I am, then that means you are the I am. Mm. So whatever you're manifesting, you are. And once wow. you do those, and it's not necessarily even about the affirmation. It's about, because what I've learned is there's not anything negative and there's, there's no such thing as positive. All of that is, is passion. Whatever you put your passion into will manifest, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. So I tell people all the time, that's why like when people get angry and they start to get aggressive, they put their passion into that energy. Yeah, what but you focus you on grows. Same, right. When you put that same amount of energy into what you want and you say I am that I am the universe has absolutely no choice but to make it happen mm. yep I agree I agree so. <laughs> I'm getting passionate over here I'm going to take my coat off outside it's, it's getting hot over here so before I go into the final segment tell people where they can find you online Oh, that's very easy. Uh, you can find me, uh, Madison J, that's J-A-Y-E underscore. You can find out my website. Uh, we have so many. We have spirituality divisions, uh, lifestyle. So it's a life guide blog. We have international columnists. That's MadisonJ.com, J-A-Y-E. I'm special. It has the E. And uh, yeah, Madison J. Google me. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Google me, but I'll, I'll pop up. I promise. I promise. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so it's no secret that stilettos are my favorite type of shoe, and it's not necessarily for the aesthetics. Um, I love, metaphorically, you know, the meaning that it holds for me in terms of, you know, it elevating me and and forcing me to walk purposefully and gracefully and all that good stuff. So Mm -hmm. I read an article, so I ask everyone on the show, um, but I read an article on... um, shoe types and Mm -hmm. what your favorite shoe type says about your personality. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a running shoe? Is it a boot? Is it a walking (laughs) shoe? Is it a flip flop? What is your favorite type? It's so funny. Um, Goodness, why do I have to be so complex and just can't pick one? Um, <laughs> it really depends on which personality I'm dealing with, with when it comes to me. Um, but I would say no shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, no shoes. I would, if I had to, because each one holds so much substance. And again, there's so many characters, like I just told you speaking in Mrs. London, um, <laughs> that does come with me. And now she would definitely agree with you with the stiletto. Madison and moon goddess they would definitely prefer like grounding and centering with the earth so no shoes and then you know there's dr j who you met at columbia who's all about education so 
that would, you know, so there's, it, it's different, but I would say no shoes overall, no shoes. Okay. 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 I feel you. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> it is interesting, but I, I do um, love, you know, the, the grounding part of it. You know, I, I love connecting with the earth, putting my feet in the sand or, you know, walking barefoot in the grass. So I, I feel you. I feel you. Right. Right. So it's just like, we're one with it. And, you know, just that the, the, the essence of just like being one with the earth, because when our bodies decompose, we become that. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, I would say no shoes, like just free. I don't even like to sit in chairs. I'm, I'm extra weird. <laughs> but I'm grateful because I, I'm learning myself and what I can or what I organically like, like, and I'm grateful to be on that journey of self discovery of being able to say no, I prefer no shoes and I prefer, you know, um, I prefer this and I prefer that I don't prefer right. chairs or because a lot of people, you know, and that's, that's what it's all about. It's about finding being uniquely yourself, finding your yes. divine purpose, your calling and helping others do the same. And then just us all supporting each other and walking in harmony on this journey called life. Right. So for the final segment of the show, uh, I call it a walk in her shoes, um, where, you know, mm-hmm. where you share inspiration from your walk. So I'll ask you mm-hmm. a couple general questions. So my first okay. question to you is, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Uh, I'm going to start with God. You are amazing. Um, I kind of do have a gigantic billboard right in the heart of Times Square. <laughs> I'm a partner. <laughs> So that's kind of funny. Um, awesome. It's, it's synchronicity. Uh, I'm going to have to go off what I'm doing now. And, you know, being a, the reseller, I help other people's dreams come true. And it's so funny because everyone notices that, like, I help people um, with this billboard and they, they see their dreams come true for entrepreneurs and things like that. And I, someone was like, Madison, you rarely put yourself up there. But if I had to, um, I love helping other people. Um, see their dreams come true but if I had to put something up there for myself um I would just say my 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 contact information like my website just to be smart because if you got my website you got everything right okay okay but the image would probably be like the sky um yeah but yeah that's funny that's funny that was a funny question (laughs) for me (laughs) okay so uh next question what failure has taught Mm. you the most about life that failure is your greatest accomplishment. Mm. Failure is your greatest accomplishment because when you fail, there's one, there's no such thing. Failure is just the beginning of something new. When you fail, when you, you, you have room for growth, you, you're, starting a, you're starting something new when you fail. Right. So it's your greatest accomplishment. And when you take your weakest part and you make it your strength, how can you be stopped? Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tweet that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Wow. Madison, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with us. I want to thank you for allowing us to take a walk. Uh, I was going to say in your shoes, but um, <laughs> allowing us to walk with you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so proud of you. And you're just so amazing. You really, really are. Your spirit is phenomenal. And I, I love the purple. And when I said purple sister, I meant that color psychology, purple symbolizes royalty. Mm. Yes. And that is exactly what you are. Just keep oh, shining you. and doing what you're doing. You're incredible. And I am so, I'm hugging you right now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I so thank you for having me words. so much. 
Thank you. So to all of you listening, until next time, download the Awaka My Stiletto app where we've got all kinds of wonderful motivational quotes and uh, we send out um, morning uh, affirmations. There's blogs, videos. Uh, we'll be uploading the podcast there. And make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at awakenmystilettos.com and leave us a review on this podcast. What did you think about the conversation? Did you learn something new today? Share it with a friend. Continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.